This is a show about content marketing for established, sophisticated online businesses. Unlike other shows about marketing, we focus on sustainable, measurable content creation, how to authentically automate your marketing to build up your know, like, and trust factor with a nurtured, engaged audience between launches, and get back to actually living your life instead of working to live. Hey, hey, friends. We are taking a wee little break from our Shiny Happy Tactics series. Although, I mean, if I really tried to justify it, I could probably make this fit within the context of that series, but we'll just call a spade a spade. We're going to be talking about evergreen content marketing, and there's a really good reason for that. We're going to talk about everything you need to know about it. We'll get to that in just a minute. Don't worry. But the reason I'm interjecting in the series with this is because I have leaned my marketing message really heavily into evergreen content marketing rather than just creating content or organic content. And I've done that very, very emphatically and very deliberately, shall we say, because I don't want to be the person that people come to for slap and dash spray and pray content. If you have heard the recent podcast episodes, you've heard my rants about that, right? But at the same time, I need to be really clear about what I mean when I say evergreen content marketing. What I mean is probably no different than anyone else talking about evergreen means, but it's one of those terms that doesn't often get defined out there. So we're going to start with an actual definition of what evergreen content is. Then we're going to talk a little bit about why it has that name, what it means to you, what evergreen content isn't. And then we're going to talk about how you can identify some evergreen content for your own business and the five-part test I run content through before we determine whether it's going to be evergreen for me or for one of my clients. Finally, we'll wrap up with talking a little bit about SEO and search engine optimization for your evergreen content so you can really get the most bang from that content buck. All right, so let's dive in. Evergreen content is content that always feels fresh and is always relevant. It doesn't have a specific shelf life or a deadline for which it can be read, so this is not the kind of content that you're going to be used to promote your next launch, right? Instead, it has a long-term specific marketing goal, like raising awareness of your brand values or educating your audience around a topic so that they could consider you or your program in the future. Evergreen content marketing is often confused with content marketing. So we're going to do that real quick. We're going to talk about the difference between the two of them. While content marketing focuses on publishing new content frequently and strategically, promoting it via social media platforms and such, evergreen content marketing focuses on producing quality content that will stand the test of time. Can they overlap? Of course, yes, but they are different. So evergreen content specifically is content that is relevant and up to date for an extended period of time and certainly beyond whatever current news cycle that we're happening to be in the moment. It can help you build authority and trust with your readers by consistently providing valuable content. And it's going to also help you consistently attract organic traffic to your website. And that's why we'll talk about SEO at the end here. It also serves as the foundation of a content forward business. Yes, those are my people because it's going to free you from the hamster wheel of constant content creation. All right, now that we're all clear on what evergreen content is, we're going to call out the fact that, yes, I love green and I love trees, and that's not why I've chosen to hang out in the evergreen world. The reason I've chosen to hang out in the evergreen world is because I am very interested in not working harder than I need to. Does that make me a, a little bit lazy? I guess. I mean, you could say that. 
But also, I feel like it's being a steward of the time that I have. If I've already taken the time to create something great, I should be able to continue to reap the benefits of that. And I hope you can agree with that. Yes, I love evergreen trees. Yes, evergreen content probably got its name from there because it is content that stays fresh or or green for readers regardless of when it was published. Now that said, even the most lasting evergreen will shed needles and it's going to grow new ones throughout the years. And you will need to do the same thing for a great piece of content that does stand the test of time. Freshening up old ideas is important. All right, let's talk a little bit about what evergreen isn't. Not all content is evergreen, and that's okay. There's a time and a place for content that has a more limited shelf life, shall we say. This type of content, which I like to call timely content, provides value at the moment and can be helpful in capitalizing on current trends. An example here would be how to Christmas decorate for a specific house style, or you know, which recipes you're going to use to bring to a Halloween party, right? Those are really specific examples. But even if your business isn't doing recipes or decorations, you're going to have timely things. The current, you know, uh, generative AI, like headlines that are all over the place, that would be timely content for my business. Anything talking about the Twitter downslide, right? Timely content. Now, Again, just because it's timely doesn't mean it's not worth your time. There are reasons you might want to put timely content out there. Just know it won't continue to drive traffic or engagement months down the line. Now that we know what evergreen content is, what it isn't, let's talk about how we can identify evergreen content for your business. That's why you're still listening, right? We're going to make it really relevant to you now. So like almost everything I talk about on this podcast You really need to nail your foundational groundskeeping to truly know what content is going to be evergreen for your audience. Yes, going back to basics all the time, there's a real reason we do that, and it's because great content requires you knowing your people. So let's talk about a few ways you can identify evergreen ideas that are going to serve you and your audience well. It's got to serve you both, right? Otherwise, you're not going to get around to doing it regularly. So idea number one brainstorm evergreen topics in your niche that are timeless and have a broad reach. So in my world, social media marketing, content marketing, search engine optimization, these are all broad topics that I could talk about. A bookkeeper, however, could create foundational pieces around categorizing expenses, maintaining a consistent system, knowing what your numbers are at different times of the year for different reasons. Those are all pretty broad topics that are going to be timeless no matter when someone stumbles upon them. Another idea is going to be posing questions to your clients or your audience about what content they find useful or valuable. Will this require you to send out an email survey? Maybe. Could you use the question box on Instagram instead? Sure. You just want to have a good way to identify the best content that people are actually talking about and actually asking questions about right now. The third thing you want to do is look at your offers and look at what any look at any perspective shifts your best client needs to make before working with you in that offer. Look for any information that they're going to need to make a good decision. It might be as simple as helping them find time to go through your program and creating a topic around that. It could be as complicated as, hey, you won't be a good fit until you've reached this thing and to reach this thing, you need to do that thing over there. That would be more extended topic, right? 
Those kinds of pieces, though, are going to be evergreen because anytime you're about to go through a launch, that content is not just useful, it's necessary. All right, next idea. You can create lists of evergreen content on your website to help your audience navigate that content pocket. One way that I am doing this on my website is I am creating themed playlists for my podcast episodes. Yes, that is something new you can find on my website if you haven't been there recently. I'm creating themed lists on things like repurposing content or how to define your best client and do that foundational brandscaping that we've been talking about. I am creating these lists so that if people are interested in a specific area, they can go through all the really good podcast episodes or blog articles I've written on those topics. Again, evergreen content, right? Let's help people find it. Finally, I just want to call it out. Utilizing a content measurement dashboard is going to help you determine which topics are already lead generating, which social media posts are generating a whole bunch of click-throughs to your website, which podcast episodes have a huge spike in downloads, which LinkedIn posts are getting shared quite often versus others. These are things that will help you determine which content is going to drive traffic and therefore be worthy of your evergreen plan. On that note, let's talk about how you know if your content is good enough for your evergreen plan in the first place, because (laughs) that matters here, right? So there's five tests I'm going to run through here. And the first is Google. Is Google going to like your content? They used to lean really heavily on the EAT score, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And just they removed that guidelines in like the last few weeks. They've just removed those guidelines from their website. So It doesn't mean they're not looking for those qualities. It's just that they're redundant when considering their new helpful content guidance. Anything that qualifies as helpful content is going to be sufficient quality for your evergreen content as well. All right, number two, it is crucial to position yourself as an authority in the field that you're writing about. So you want to show that expertise. You want to show that you have a good understanding of your topic. Three, Create content that's high quality and timeless. We already talked about it being timely versus evergreen, right? This means content that is, of course, relevant, well-researched, properly formatted, all of that. But you also want to make sure that it's original and not plagiarized. This is going to be harder and harder to prove in today's AI-driven world. So you want to make sure you're providing valuable insights into the topic at hand. Provide personal examples use relevant case studies that you've gone through with your clients, anonymize them if you have to, but make sure you're putting those personal touches in so people understand this is you, back to point number two, as an authority. Number four, you're going to find ways to repurpose the content. If it's something that cannot be repurposed, it's going to be really hard to continually driving traffic to that particular topic. So make sure that it is repurpose worthy. So example here, you want to break down blog posts into social media posts. So if you have a three points in your blog post, make sure you can easily make three social media posts out of it. You can transform good evergreen content into various multimedia forms as well, like podcasts or videos. Being able to do these things does prove a topic's evergreen power. And then finally, number five, you want to make sure that your content is memorable and engaging. You want to make sure your readers can easily recall information that they gain from it. That is the content's stickiness go hop over to my sticky content episode if you have any questions about that. You just want to really provide you know, entertaining value with examples, again, case studies, personal anecdotes that help bring the content to life and keep it relational. Remember, we are in a relationship-driven business. Your content always 
has to be both relevant to your business services, of course, and move that best client of yours along the journey. That's how we keep it relational. Woo, I know, that was a bit of a fire hose. So we're going to hop on to a slightly different topic of Evergreen here, and we're going to combine it with SEO. Yes, we're combining sustainable content with popular keywords. When you combine Evergreen content with good keyword optimization techniques, it can help your website rank higher on search engines. Why does that matter? Well, you want traffic on that evergreen content because that evergreen content, as we've already talked about, does a really good job of moving your best client along a good buyer's journey and becoming a good contender for your program down the line. But they can't do that if they aren't finding it. So you can take several steps, of course, to make your evergreen pieces search-friendly You're going to want to implement keyword optimization on the page. You're going to want to use good alt text on your images. If you don't know what that is, find an SEO friend, hire someone. I'm not probably the person to hire for just that. I do it as a part of my content services for my clients. But there are people who specialize and do a really great job on this technical SEO. And then know, of course, that anything you evergreen, if you haven't optimized it yet, It's probably going to take, you know, three, maybe even up to eight months for it to reach its full potential after you go through the optimization process. To do that, you're going to want to use a keyword tool. Like when you know what your chosen topics are after you've done the brainstorming that we talked about already, you want to make sure that those topics match with keywords your audience is already searching. There's lots of good ways to do that. The easiest freest way is to just type something into the Google search bar and see what else it suggests. Sometimes the things it suggests are more relevant to what your audience could be searching. Now, I'm going to call this out. This is an interesting stat I fell upon when I was doing a little bit of research here. And the search engine optimization company, AREFs, they actually credit evergreen content with growing their own blog from 15,000 visitors a month to over 200,000. And they are an SEO company. So with their own skills, still boost their blog visits that much higher. This is something that you probably want to pay at least a little bit of attention to. You just want to make sure that you have all this content working for you since you already put the time into creating it. The next thing you can do to optimize your content actually isn't SEO at all. It's simply choosing not to bear your evergreen content on your blog. Your content marketing strategy, that's the actual plan, the actual daily posting, right? It should highlight evergreen content that's already there. Yes, this is where your evergreen strategy is going to meet your social media calendar. Your editorial calendar is going to weave both of these things together, and that will ensure your evergreen content gets attention throughout the year. So SEO drives organic traffic over to your content, and then you revisiting that on your social media calendar will drive social traffic over to your evergreen content. You get both of those pathways to your content, and you see in the end far more people moving along that buyer's journey that we've been talking about. All right, we talked about brainstorming topics for your evergreen content. We talked about making it SEO worthy. We talked about the five-part test that I like to run content through before we decide whether it's going to be part of our evergreen content plan. But what if you're still a little light, shall we say? What if you want more? I have a couple extra things that you can add in as things that that typically perform very well for evergreen content. All right, so I'm going to shotgun them to you and then we'll go back and describe ultimate guides, tips and how-tos, 
competitor comparisons, listicles and collections, resource pages and glossaries, and case studies. All right, so ultimate guides. I've got several of these on my website. I think one of them is literally called the ultimate guide to content repurposing, right? So this is going to appeal to audiences who are searching for very specific information on a topic when they're trying to make a decision. Next is going to be tips or how-to guides. If you have any YouTube videos showing you how to do something, or if you're walking people through a process, I could even make something like this for this podcast episode. You know, the five-part test I run through to decide whether something's evergreen, right? Those make really good resources as well. Competitor comparisons. Let's say you are someone who helps with writing emails. You could do competitor comparisons between ActiveCampaign, MailerLite, and ConvertKit. Those do incredibly well because they're great search engine fodder. And people always want someone else's insight on which tool is the best so that they don't have to spend all the time making this decision without good information. Next are the listicles, list articles, and collections. These are another type of evergreen content that's popular because it's an overview of a topic in a really concise way. Bonus points here if you use the listicle as a way to send people in other directions on your website. If each one of the items on your list lists to a different piece of evergreen content on your website, you just created a cluster topic page or a pillar content page, cornerstone content, whatever you want to call it. And SEO people love those. All right, next resource pages and glossaries. I have one on my website as well. This is like all the tools that I use and recommend to my clients. Do I, one, earn a little bit of affiliate money here and there off of it? I do. It's not a ton. But more importantly, I have one-stop shopping whenever someone asks me for a recommendation. I just send them right on over there. All right, finally, we have case studies. These are pieces of content you create to walk the viewer from a before to an after with results that appeal to your best client. These are fantastic for the buyer journey that we are using our evergreen content to walk our audience through. And they're really great for evergreen because it shows that you've delivered results over time really boosting up that authority that you got there. I've just got a few final notes here. And this is just my my plea to you if you want to call it that. Good evergreen content is catchy. It is sticky. Does it focus on providing information that is useful? Of course, but it's memorable. We talked about this a lot in my episode last week with Jeremy Enns. When you get something that sticks in someone's head, when they're thinking about it hours after reading or viewing or hearing it, that is the holy grail of content. And you want your evergreen content to have that sticky quality. By following the sticky content principles of quality, relevance, usefulness, and entertainment, you can write content that is easy to read and keeps readers coming back for more. And if it's not blog content, we're talking about the same thing for videos, right? As you can see from this, the benefits of creating an actual intentional evergreen content plan are are many for your business. As a a course creator or as someone who offers cohort-based programs, evergreen content is an incredible boon to your content strategy because it has a longer shelf life as compared to other content types. And ultimately, it's going to result in consistent website traffic over a prolonged period of time, which is good for your launches. You don't have to rebuild your audience every time you're going to launch. And if that's you, if you're right now in the place where you know every time you are ready for a launch, you do kind of have to rebuild your audience, I've got news for you. There is an easier way. And if you're ready for that easier way, I have both done with you and done for you options to create 
a fantastic evergreen content plan that you can lean on between launches. I have slots for both available next month. Done with you, I give you the list of content topics. I set up your content measurement dashboard so we can see accurate results of what is working for your business and you run with it. Done for you, same thing, only I am helping you on a weekly basis get that content out there in the world in a good repurposed way and driving more traffic to your website so people can see your content more often. Whatever situation you're in right now, I want to be there to support you. So if there is something else you're looking for, reach out. I am a person. I hear stories. And sometimes I get really good offer ideas from other people too. It happens. Crazy. I know, right? My goal here is simple. I want you to create timeless marketing materials that drive brand recognition and boost your blog traffic. These tips that I shared in this episode, whether you work with me or not, are going to give your audience really good ways to engage with you. And that's what we're about. We are about building relationships with our people so they have the power to determine whether working with you is a good fit. That's the goal. That's why we do content in the first place. That's why we spend so much time in this arena. With that, I'll see you guys next week. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.